Hi, I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to today's edition of Real Christianity with your Bible teacher, Attorney Mosley Collins. On this program, Mosley is joined by his special guest, Dr. Donald Partridge. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you and your family. And now, here is your brother in Christ and my husband, Mosley Collins. Welcome, my listeners, to today's edition of Real Christianity. I am joined in the studio by my dear friend, Dr. Donald Partridge. Hello, Don. Hi, Mosley. And we are working on going through and understanding the New Testament book of Philippians. It's a wonderful book, and there's just this treasure in this book, Don. Boy, I'll tell you, this book is loaded with treasure, and it's loaded with a great deal of rejoicing and joy. Yes. So we're going to, let's start, my listener, by reading. We'll read for you the first 11 verses, and we'll divide uh, chapter 1. We'll, we'll continue on after we discuss those first 11. And the Bible says in Philippians chapter 1, beginning at verse 1, Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making request for you all with joy, that your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things which are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Yes. Wow. Wow. That is spectacular, isn't it? I think so. I think particularly it's spectacular because of the setting. The setting, as he's identified, is that he is in prison. Yes. And and his comments, being in prison, are forward. They are thinking of the Philippian church. Not him, not, oh me, oh my, oh my gosh, what a miserable life I have, all oh, the sufferings I have. Yeah. He's saying, I'm thinking of you guys. Yeah, and he he's not saying, you know, uh, although there would be nothing wrong with this, he doesn't say, pray for me that, that I get a better deal than I'm getting. Yeah. Pray for me that these chains don't hurt me as much as they do. And let me tell you about the injustice of this world <laughs> right. and the injustice of judgment and, you know and what the they bad s- judge. Yeah, and, and what they the, said to me yesterday. Every, and, everybody's so bad. Yeah. And, uh, I, and, and, you know, I am right. I want to tell you guys how right I am and how wrong they are. And don't we want to say all that when injustice happens? Yes. And, but he is saying... I'm praying for you guys. I'm thinking of you. Yes. I am. I am wanting the best for you. That he that hath begun a good work will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I mean, you never know. This guy's in prison, Mosley. You wouldn't. And here is what he's. He's here's what he's living. Uh, it's in the uh, at the end of the uh, Beatitudes in Matthew chapter five. He said, uh, five beginning at verse ten. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they shall revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets which are before you. And that's what he's doing. Mostly, this is a spiritual discipline. Yeah. This is the thing where it's like, do you feel like rejoicing? No. Do you feel like complaining? Yes. But what are we going to choose to do? This is the decision. This is not the feelings come first and, oh, my gosh, I don't know why. I'm being persecuted, and I just feel so good about it. You know, no one does. Yeah. But we make a decision that we are going to rejoice and be exceedingly glad, and that's our faith in Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. And so that's what he's an example of what we should be. If we are persecuted, and you know, really in the modern world, I don't really feel like I'm that persecuted. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, still the vicissitudes of life go on. I mean, th- uh, the good things, the bad things, you know, the plumbing doesn't work here. This thing <laughs> is breaking down your car. Break- you just have difficulty with life. And we just think, oh, I was, I was sitting with a fella and he had a brand new Hummer. And he and uh, we were at an activity for kids, and my kids was as, at the same activity with him. And he invited me to sit with him in this brand new vehicle. And I'm thinking, wow, this guy must be just really happy. And he said to me in the course of time that he has an anger problem. <laughs> and I'm thinking, why? That's probably why he bought a Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, why? But here we see Paul in prison setting a wonderful example, but by choice. Yes. Oh, it's a choice. Yep, 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 yep. And let me invite us down to verse 3, if I could, Don, for another idea, which is, he says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. now. So here's what he's saying, that you guys are helping me. You guys, I have fellowship with you in the gospel and preaching the gospel. And this is one of my big ideas. One of my big um, things that God has shown me is that we're called to be ministers of the gospel. We're called to be preachers of the gospel. We're called to be full-time workers. I don't care if we're plumbers or lawyers or, or whatever we're doing. We're called to be in the gospel, in the ministry, uh, in spite of our full-time employment elsewhere. And that's why he says, I'm thanking you for your fellowship in the gospel. In other words, that you were with me, yes. that you've helped me, that you've been a part of the mission, part of the outreach, part of the missionary outreach. Yes. And I think that's so important that, you know, cr- real Christianity is not going to church on Sunday and forgetting about it. I think you're right at, at, at verse 1, too. Paul and Timothy, bondservants, servants of Jesus Christ. Look, that's what you're saying. We're all bondservants yes. of Jesus Christ. It's not uh, during my time of employment, I'm no longer a servant of Jesus Christ. Right. I am right. a servant of Jesus Christ at all times. That's all what time. you're saying, That's right. right. And yeah. you know, I was, uh, you know, we put, sometimes we all put little things in our cars like fish, and then you have to be careful not to run red lights <laughs> and do things that, that people yeah. are, will notice that, oh, there goes a Christian running a red light. But um, it's important that we realize that we have a ministry. Everybody has, we're all called to ministry. Yeah. And that's something that's so lost today because sometimes people that go to a church, maybe, maybe in a big church, and you end up feeling like a spectator. Well, what we want to do and impress upon the listening audience 
and anybody that is in in our in, in the hearing of our voice that to walk in the presence of Jesus Christ at all times mostly to walk in the spirit to think of Jesus Christ to to live above our circumstances yeah. in him mm-hmm. sort of in one sense and the bible talks about this living as if we're living in the kingdom of god now walking and talking yeah. and breathing the right. things of god now right 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 that's right. what's so hey i got a point to make here sure. and that is in i think in the verses 1 through 11 that you read i think G, the the name of jesus is listed six or seven times uh-huh. okay um, there is kind of a movement today of of praying to God and being close to God and God this, God that. And and I, I mostly, look, I appreciate it. I'll take it, you know, if a person wants to be thoughtful toward God. But Paul is really emphasizing Jesus Christ. So true, so true. I'm telling you, it is starting to fade. It's, um, it's interesting to see how... Uh, high schoolers, uh, college-age kids, I mean, when they praying, are they saying, Jesus, yeah. be with me, Jesus that, Jesus this, Jesus that. And Paul is saying we're bondservants of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, you know, when someone talks to me about God, I really don't know where they're at. But if they talk about Jesus, I know where they're Everything at. Everything changes. Uh, yeah. You, you know, there's all kind of people who want to talk about God. Yeah. And some people have the most horrible uh, heresies in mind yeah. when but, they talk but about But some God. have good intentions and loving mm-hmm. God and God our Father, all that, all of that, and I enjoy that. I mean, and yeah, you're right. I mean, it can go either way. So when, you know, if I want to know where someone's at, I want to know what they feel about Jesus. That's what I want to know. And here, I'll just give you there's many verses in the Bible. I'll just give you John fourteen twenty three. If a man loves me, that's Jesus, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come and make our home with him. That's one of my favorite Bible verses. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at that. The Father who his hand spans the universe yeah. and his Son will make both their abode with us. Yeah, and the door to having the Father come live with you is to love the Son. Yes. You can't get the Father to come live with you if you don't honor the Son. If you don't honor Jesus, you can't get the Father. I love it. Uh, in First Corinthians chapter one, it says, "To us, He is our wisdom and the power of God." To us, and so I'm saying to you, Mosley, to me, Jesus is the power of God and the wisdom yeah. of God. Yeah. If you want to know how I feel, I'm going to talk to you about Jesus Christ. Exactly. Now, let me invite us down to uh, verse six, if I could. Yes. Which is. Such a huge, huge, (laughs) huge verse. Okay, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident. See, that's where Paul was, and that's where we need to be. Being confident. Being confident that he who has begun a work in us. You know, this is where people get worried about Oh, I think I've lost my salvation. Oh, I think, you know, I'm not sure that I'm not sure what's going to happen. I don't know the future. I don't know if if I don't know if I'm going to make heaven my home. Okay, we need to be confident that he who has begun a good work in us, in other words, who who we received as savior, will continue to perform it 
And that's confidence is, has great reward. I'll tell you how I take this verse. I see this as God being subtle. He may delay. Yes. He may, he may not be seemingly responsive, but he's never mischievous. No. He is not saying, start a journey of faith and, oh, well, it might not work out. Yeah. You know, but he is saying, if you start the journey of faith, I will complete this journey. Yes. I will do my work. Yes. And, and you can hang in there on faith, and I am telling you that I will support my word. God is subtle. He may delay, may not have the timing that we want, but Mosley, he is not, he's not hurtful. No. And, that's, and this is saying he's not going to hurt us. He's not going to hurt us. He's not going to forget us. You know, if I see, you know, here's an example. A, a small child, let's say a, a three-year-old boy and his dad are walking along a busy street. And if I see the three-year-old boy is holding on to his dad's, say, finger, I'm a little worried about that because three-year-old boys sometimes let go. Yeah. But if I see the dad is holding on to the boy's hand, then I'm not worried. Because I know that a loving father is not going to let go of his son's little son's hand right when the traffic is there. Yeah. And that's how it is with us and God. He's holding our hand. We're not holding his. That's why we can be confident that he's not going to let go of us. That's right. And, he, and if we can see that picture, though, if we can walk daily seeing that picture, that's what's important, mostly, is that we hear not just what you're saying, but we see it. Yeah, see that. We the, see God Holding on to us. Yeah, holding on to us. Because I don't have that much confidence in me holding on to him, but he. But that's not how it works. The way it works is he holds on to me. Yeah. Okay, I, I got one now. Okay. okay. Verse 7. He says, Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, insomuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. My point I want to make here is this grace, there's no prejudice yeah. to this grace. That he's saying, you are partic- part- <laughs> participants with me of the same grace that it doesn't matter whether you are poor, whether you're rich, mm-hmm. whether you live in, uh, in a third world country or whether you live in, on, on the house on top of the hill. It does not matter status, race, color, uh, vocation, we are all participants of the same grace. And uh, here Paul is, um, one of the great, great advocates of Jesus Christ of all times, and he's saying you're partakers of the same grace. Wow, isn't that, that cool? That'd be a good. Uh, that'd be a good grace to be partaking of. I mean, it's like whoever uh, receives the prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Yes, the Bible says. So, you know. Our listeners, you know, as, as we help other ministries, as we as uh, we pray for them, pray for them, yeah, uh, as we help them financially if we can, mm-hmm. we're going to be partakers of the same grace. We're going to be partakers of the same reward, and you know, God is to my mind like a you know if you if you've had little children, you see that. You start putting up their uh, drawings, their colored drawings on the refrigerator. Right. And you, you're so proud of this little scribble drawing. Yeah. And I think that's how God is with us. I mean, the little scribbly things we do, the little help we give people. And that's about as 
as accurate as as it is. <laughs> yeah, it's about <laughs> as scribbles. good as scribbles. He's very proud of that, and he puts it up on his refrigerator. So when we help and pray for other ministries, and, and in fact, I would tell you, my listeners, if you'd pray for Don and I, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, and, and you can be partic- participants of the same grace that we have, Mosley, that people can join with us. I'm saying to you, Mosley, if we knew this, wouldn't we want to involve ourselves more with the ministry of Christ? We would be partic- participants of the kingdom of God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, I got another one. All right. Verse 9. Verse 9. Verse 9, verse nine talks about, and he says, And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in the knowledge and all discernment. And I just want to say this point about the, the point of more and more. I think what he's saying here is tomorrow be different than you are today. Uh-huh. That's all I want to say about that <laughs> is is we keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. We don't stagnate. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be yeah. better people yeah. tomorrow than we are today and this is my prayer. Now here's one that's, that may people may uh, feel a little condemned over but it's Philippians 1:10 that you may approve the things which are excellent. Okay, I think that calls us to be holy people. I th- I, it, that is, I think, what grace is, Mosley. Grace is not just it merited, unmerited favor that we just receive grace forgiveness, but it is the power to do. We are receiving grace that we might be able to perform excellently in Jesus yes. Christ. I and, think that's what you're saying. And it, it's also, we may approve that things are excellent. In other words, you know, if you ask yourself this, if you're going to go to an R-rated movie... You're going to be, when you buy the ticket and go in there, you're approving of that movie. You're, make, you're partaking of that movie. Yes. You really want to be there when Jesus comes back? You want to be sitting there watching that? I don't think so. Yeah, you want to be, verse 11, be filled with the fruits of righteousness. Yeah. And so the music we listen to, you know, there's a lot of music that is terrible. And my son Bart and his friend Ryan are very much on this, how, the, how terrible this music is. Our teenagers listen to, uh, are proving things that are despicable, really, by listening to some of this music about, you know, it's all, of, all the works of the flesh. So I don't want to condemn people, but I just want people to know that um, to approve things that are excellent means to fill your life with godly things and not with ungodly things. I think so, and to be aware that you're doing it. Be aware yeah. that, that if you're at a movie that you shouldn't be at, that you're actually approving that movie. Yeah. Um, to, TV to be aware of Television it. program. And to say, you know, I want to live a different mm-hmm. life. You know, I just signed up for uh, cable TV for our house, and I told the guy, I said, you know, we're Christians. We don't want to watch soft porn movies. He said, well, you better not get this package. And don't get that package. So I had to, you know, I didn't get a several packages that have all these movie channels because there's soft porn at night. Yes. I don't want to prove that. I don't want to be, I don't want, you know, Jesus is coming back. I don't want to be sitting there watching that when he comes back. Well, it, it, you want to surround yourself with things mm-hmm. that we approve of excellence mm-hmm. policy. Yeah. All right. So you ready to go to our next section? Let's go. All right. Um, it says, beginning of verse 12, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. So, uh, 
in fact, let me continue on. And some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition and not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. Wow. Mm. Wow. So this man... When he's what he's talking about, the things which have happened to me is, you know, to give our, our listeners the, the view the bigger view is that the Jews hated him for preaching Christ and they persecuted him and pursued him and tried to kill him on several occasions. And he finally appealed to Caesar, which meant he was going to be sent to Rome. And so he gets sent to Rome, he's in chains, uh, he's living in his own house, but he is chained to a soldier day and night. And he is there because people hated him for preaching the gospel. And so that's what's happened to him. That's when he says the things which have happened to me. I mean, he doesn't really go into detail, but that's, that's the detail. I think, I think the mark of a mature individual is to, in the, in the point of despair and the point of darkness and the point of real difficulty, that we turn it for good yes. in our minds, mm-hmm. that we look at uh, lousy things that happen to us and we say, you know, you know, this is for good. Somehow good is going to come out of that. Right. And, this, and we don't make it just as a cliche. And this is what Paul's doing here. I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Yeah. And so the bleakest, worst thing that could happen to Paul is to tie him up Put him in a dungeon and ke- and cap him. Yeah. Keep him from talking. <laughs> Keep him out there from influencing the world for Christ. And yet, to, to, yet he's saying it's actually furthered the gospel. That's the exact opposite of what we would think would further the gospel. Yeah. And in our own lives, you know, things like divorce, things like cancer. That's right. Things like lost my job, lost my house, all those things. In fact, I know a lady who. Yes got cancer, and as a result of that, I think she won hundreds of people for the Lord. As, as she was dying, she was such a witness. Yes. And, you know... To further the gospel mm-hmm. in all our situations, mm-hmm. mostly. Yes, because all things, we know that all things work together for the good yes. of those who love God and are the called according to His purpose. I think that is really the mark of maturity of what we're talking about is saying, God is in this, and I'm going to go forward. Yeah, yeah. That is exactly right. So that, you know, that's, and that's what Paul was trying to, I think, convey to us, that either way, as long as the gospel is being preached, as long as people are hearing about Jesus and the love of God. Well, the second thing that's happening is not only are we advancing, but that Christ and his kingdom is advancing, and isn't that, that the point? Yeah, isn't that the point? That, I mean, this world is passing away, Don. I mean, you and I are at that place in our life where uh, I don't know how much longer we're going to be here. This world is passing away, and so yeah. we need to be thinking about, okay, what's really important? And that should be for everyone. What's really important is that people make heaven their home. What's really important is that people get a... Uh, receive Christ as Savior, and receive the gift of eternal life. What, 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 what is really important is that we walk and talk the things of Jesus Christ every yeah, day. That's right. That's right. 
So this brings us uh, to the close of, uh, we've now gone through uh, verses 1 through 18, and uh, we're going to be uh, next time doing uh, the balance of the, of the uh, program. First check. Yeah. So join us then. Thank you for joining Attorney Mulsey Collins and his special guest, Dr. Donald Partridge. This program has been sponsored by the Personal Injury Law Offices of Attorney Mosley Collins. If you have been badly injured, the last thing you need is another bill. That is why, when Mosley accepts your case, there is never a fee until he wins your case. For over 30 years, we have been helping people badly injured in accidents and also victims of medical malpractice win their cases. We can help you win your case too. For help, dial 916-444-4444 to speak to our staff. Just remember, that's all fours for legal help. For Mosley and Dawn and all of us here, thank you for listening and join us again for the next installment of Real Christianity.